at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. All right. Welcome to the show today, everybody. This is Doug Crow, your host with the Author Brand Show. Make sure you click below and subscribe. Uh, get some free goodies from us because, man, we've got a great show today. I always say that, right? Oh, it's a great show. But it is because you're here listening and watching and learning from a guy who, uh, you know, he's got, a, he's got a pretty good career, something that you'd all be very proud of if you were him. Um, he started his basketball coaching career slowly, being you know, fired in his first varsity position, but he's able to rebound and finish with over 400 wins, right? Many championships over his 30-year career. And in his coaching journey, uh, this gentleman is blessed being part of a global inspirational story with his autistic team manager, Jason, uh, Jason Mc McElwain. He's been married for 38 years, and he's got a son named Tyler. And I'd like to welcome to the show, Coach Jim Johnson. Thanks, Doug. I'm looking forward to the show. It should be fun. Well, it better be because you're the star, man. So, <laughs> all right. So 400 wins. Um, you have to forgive me because Doug is not the biggest sports guy, but that sounds like a lot. Yeah. And, you know, in our area, because we average playing regular season somewhere between 18 and 20 games. So, um, it, you know, that's quite a few years to, to get yeah. to that point. Uh, and uh, interesting I guess to give everybody hope, uh, whether they, uh, you know, you're in business or coaching or whatever you're starting uh -huh. is I, I actually, as you mentioned, I got fired in my first year as a head coach. And actually after I think it was six or seven years, I was, my overall record was something like almost 50 games under 500. So I uh -huh. did not uh, set the world on fire when I started my career. Uh, but the neat thing is, is, um, I guess what I'm most proud of is that I kept growing and getting yeah. better. And fortunately things started to turn and, and actually after seven years of, of kind of struggle, my last 23 years, we never had another losing season. Oh I mean, gosh. we started to accumulate a, a lot of uh, not only winning seasons, but winning championships. And um, so I, uh, I ended up, uh, you know, having a, a pretty nice career for sure. Well, we're going to talk about leadership stuff here in a minute. Cause that's so important in, in sports. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm confused. What level of uh, is this a high school, college? What the? It was high school. Yeah. So I was right. the, the varsity coach, was which nice. is the highest level. It's normally mostly yeah. juniors and seniors in high school. Sometimes yeah. you'll get you know a few younger guys on your team, but yeah. um, so I, I you know not only am I was the varsity coach, but I, you oversee an entire program. In our case, oh, sure. we had five five teams that I was uh, wow. you know in charge of. So wow, my gosh. All right, so. Coach Johnson, 400 wins, inspirational story about your team manager. I want to hear about that. And then we go to leadership or, yeah, let's talk about sure. that first. So, uh, you know, I was going and as I mentioned, you know, after a, a slow start in my coaching career, we started to get some real momentum. But uh, kind of my big stumbling block in my coaching career after we started having winning seasons is in our area, we have what we call our section five championship, which is a pretty big deal. And we had never won it. And so that was kind of my dream, you know, because we were getting close, but we, we just weren't able to finish it off for whatever reason. So in 2003, I had this young man come into our program. He was very, very small in stature, maybe five, six, 90 pounds. Mm -hmm. And he tries out for our JV team. And my JV coach comes to me and says, uh, coach, we have this, 
young man named Jason McElwain. He's on the autism spectrum. And this is back in 2003. So I did not know much about autism. It was mm-hmm. just starting to become a little bit more prevalent and knew nothing about Jason. And he said, you know what, coach, he's not a good player, but he's got a big heart. I think we should keep him in the program. So mm-hmm. he ended up uh, keeping him as, as the team manager. Sure. And he was so into our program, even though he was not a very good player. Uh, he just, his attitude was contagious in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so he would sit on the bench for the JV and the varsity games. And after the season, he really wanted to make the varsity team, the team that I coached. So he came to all our off-season workouts. I, you know, we had some kids who were really committed, but he was right there with any kid as far wow. as if there was, you know, if he came to an open gym, a league game, mm-hmm. he never missed. And so, but, you know, he, he had a lot of strikes against him in the sense that he was very small in stature. He wasn't a very good athlete. And he's yeah. also learning disabled and on the autism spectrum. So he has a yes. lot of challenges. Yeah. But he, his heart and soul just grew on me. So his junior, he tries out for the team. He doesn't make it. But I yeah. offer him the team manager's job for the varsity. And he quickly embraces it. And that year, we had lost in the sectional semifinals in my career five times. We've never gotten to the finals. Mm-hmm. And so at the first meeting, his junior, he gets up in front of everybody and says, Coach, we're going to develop this slogan this year. We're going to stay focused. We're going to help you win our, your first sectional championship. I said, well, thanks, Jason. And by that time, I tagged him the nickname J-Mac because I couldn't pronounce his last name. And, uh, <laughs> Just like I almost did. Thanks, yeah, right. And uh, we had a good season. We got to the semifinals now for the sixth time in my career. And we lose at the buzzer to our crosstown <sighs> rival. And we are yeah. devastated. Yeah. So, uh so Jason, again, he comes to everything between his junior and senior, comes out his senior season. And, you know, he's not good enough to make the team. But again, I wanted to keep him part of it. So I offered him the team manager's job. But this time he was disappointed because he really wanted to make yeah. the team. I said, well, I'm going to give you a gift this year. And he says, well, what's the gift? I said, for senior night, I'm going to offer you a uniform and hopefully get you into our final home game, which we call senior night. Yeah. So. That season, ironically, I wrote a book called The Coaching a Miracle about it because mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, and it's too long a story to go into it, but basically we had a lot of turmoil and a lot of internal strife, and it had divided our team. And even though we were quite talented, we were really yeah. struggling. And fortunately, Jason was one of the rocks. Well, after Christmas, mm-hmm. we finally started to get things together a little bit. We got some momentum. In senior night was February 15th. On February 13th, they gave him his first uniform. In fact, there was a rumor that he slept in it for two straight nights. He was pretty oh, excited. Wow. And uh, so the game comes on February 15th. And that year, if you Google um, an ESPN JMAC video, it's on YouTube. It's got mm-hmm. like millions of hits on it. It's pretty popular. Um, they have a little documentary about it. But uh, yeah. basically, uh, we had a really good student body following. And they start chanting at the opening tab, we want J-Mac, we want J-Mac. Yeah. So, uh, well, of course, I, I wanted to get him in, but not right at the beginning of the game. So with about four <laughs> minutes left in the game, yeah. I, I, uh, I had gotten everybody in but Jason, and I put him in. And my whole dream was, dog, is I wanted to get him, uh, have him score a basket. I thought if he could score a basket, that's a memory he'll have for the rest of his life. Sure, yeah. So he gets in. What I didn't know, because I'm usually fairly macho, I, I usually don't cry at basketball games. And when Jason walked on the floor for the first time, 
our student body, one of our parents had made all these placards, these pictures of J-Mac's face and put them on a paint stick and gave them to the student body and said, if Jason gets in, show these. Well, I had no idea they were doing that. And when he walked on the court and I saw them give me a standing ovation, I actually sat down and tears started rolling. Oh, yeah. I was profoundly touched. So now the game begins. Jason is in his first varsity basketball game. First time he touches the ball, he's got it in the, in the right corner behind the three-point arc. He lets it go. The crowd kind of stands in anticipation. Yeah. It misses by like six <laughs> feet. It's not even close. And I kid people that I know you're not supposed to pray in the public schools, but I was praying, dear God, please help him get one basket. Well, the second possession, which you don't see on many of the videos that are out publicly, he actually yeah. has a much shorter shot. And this time he hits the rim. So I'm thinking, all right, God's starting to listen. We're getting closer. Yeah. Then the third possession, he shoots another three-pointer from the right wing. This yeah. time, magic. It goes in. The place just No explodes. way. And I'm oh thinking my to myself, gosh. God must be a basketball fan. Not only has Jason scored, he's got a three-pointer. Can't get any better than this, right? Wrong. For the next three minutes... Ironically, Jason's idol was Kobe Bryant. And, you know, of course, he passed away last year. But uh, Jason actually, uh, I'm going to fast forward and come back and finish the game. Jason, uh, after that game, four months later, is in California at the ESPY Awards. He's one of the four finalists for the for the greatest sports moment of the year. And one of the other finalists is his idol, Kobe. Kobe had scored 81 points in an NBA game, and he was going against Kobe, and he wins the ESPY over Kobe. So that was truly remarkable. But to go back and just finish the game, so Jason, I kid people, he, he turned into his idol, Kobe, because he starts making shot after shot. And the two things I'll never forget, with a minute to go, I'm sitting on the bench. I cannot believe how many baskets he's got. Tears are still rolling down my face. Yeah. And I get a tap on my shoulder and I'm shocked because I'm sitting on the bench. I look behind me. It's Jason's mother. And she bends over and she whispers in my ear, coach, this is the best gift you could ever give my son. Of course, I cried harder. I was so so touched. And then how the game ends is like a Hollywood ending. I, I, I really couldn't make this up. Our opponents spend support. And I want to give kudos to their coach and players. They were yeah. good sports that night. They score about 10 seconds to go. And our player that takes it out of bounds, normally he throws it to our point guard, but he throws it right to J-Mac. So J-Mac's dribbling down the court. And people are just kind of thinking he might just go in and make a layup and end the game. No, he pulls up like two feet behind the arc, almost an NBA three. I'm thinking, Jason, don't shoot from there. (laughs) He launches this rainbow. Swish. That's how the game ends. He makes a three at the buzzer. The place just erupts. The only thing I think of is I thought I was living the movie Rudy because yeah, all yeah. the players run on the floor, all the, uh, the the spectators run on the floor, and I'll never forget Jason's parents have an interesting dynamic. His dad's six foot six, and his mom is five foot two, oh, and wow, I okay. see this little bitty lady bombing through the entire crowd, and mm-hmm. she gives Jason and gives him a big hug. Then at this point, Doug, I had no idea how many points he has. And our players put him up on their shoulders. He's got the game ball over his head. And our public address announcer comes on and says the leading scorer for the Trojans tonight, J-Mac, with 20 points. So he literally scored 20 points in less than four minutes. And uh, I just was in total shock. And then to kind of put the cherry on top of the story, 
Here's yeah. three weeks later in front of a sold out arena with about 10,000 people. We made the finals and mm -hmm. actually won our first section five championship that wow. year. So, uh, and then uh, I guess the, the little fast forward, Jason, after being away, he graduated from high school. He did not go to college. He ended up going into the working world. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years later, he came into my office one day and he mm -hmm. said, Coach, I really miss the program. Can I come back and help? And he was my volunteer assistant for the last nine mm -hmm. years. And we ended up winning a number of championships together as him being one of my Good assistant luck, coaches. Charm. So, yeah, exactly. Wow. In fact, I've, I've kidded people that for a small fee, I will run them out to people because he has a good luck charm. <laughs> so, uh, amazing, amazing yeah, story, so. Jim. Wow. Thank you. That is, that is amazing. We definitely want to um, send me, send me the, the, the ESPN YouTube clip on that. I'll put it in the show notes down here. I will. Yeah. People can watch sure. that. I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, basketball career, amazing story with your with your team manager. And you wrote a book about congratulations. Thank you. And but you but you do leadership consulting now, right? Right. Yeah. So um, what did what did uh, what did Jason teach you about leadership? You know what? The best thing that he taught me was resilience. And mm -hmm. and and I think you know that I I felt like that I had it in my life because you know I went through a lot of trials and tribulations yeah. in my coaching, but after I met Jason it magnified me a hundredfold yeah. of the importance of perseverance and the fact mm -hmm. that you just got to keep staying with it, you know, keep working hard, keep staying, you know, do, doing the best you can day in and day out. And, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that year, uh, was so beneficial because of uh, just admiring what Jason did day in and day out. And then the fact that he came back in our program, uh, and the other thing that I guess I, I really uh, admired him was that, you know, he was asked in numerous interviews after that game, what was the best thing about your senior season? And he would always say it was winning the championship. It wasn't his game. Huh. And that's because he was just all he cared about was the team. And so he was just a great example in our program of what a great teammate is all about. I mean, he was he was the guy that always would come in early to practice or stay after to help guys, you know, work on their shooting or other parts of the mm -hmm. game. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the kids admired him for that. And that was the one thing. He had a very difficult time. And I know probably part of it was a little bit of his disability, but he always struggled with anybody that didn't put the team first. And But, you know, I think as a, a leader, you're always trying to find how can you find the right people that care about the success of the team first. Cause it's, it's, it's great to say, yeah. but much harder to do, you know? So, yeah. Did, did he have any, um, any conflicts with anybody else at school? Would everybody like respect him? You know, he, he definitely had um, issues throughout his life because of his mm -hmm. disability, you know? Sure. So, I mean, and he, um, uh, you know, even now, like, uh, you know, because he, he he's considered high functioning. So like, you can okay. have a conversation with him. But, you know, because I've, I've known him for so long. Uh, I'll give you a quick illustration. Mm -hmm. Jason is one of these guys. I mean, he's huge in sports, not just basketball. Basketball is his love, but yeah. he, he, he just loves sports in general. So if he came into our office and we were talking about World War Two, he would change the subject. You know, like, like we, we might be delving in and, and then he, all of a sudden he would bring up, hey, did you see what uh, LeBron James did last night? <laughs> One of my colleagues all said, Jason, what does that have to do with World War II? You know, he, but he didn't want to talk about World War II. Focused. So he, 
So he would just, uh, uh, but uh, you know, he was just one of these these guys that um, his care in his heart was mm-hmm. just uh, bigger than anything else he could say. You know, he just he had this big heart for people. So, what do you think the difference is between somebody who has resilience naturally, or somebody that doesn't has to develop it? Well, I, I think the one thing that, you know, because I've studied a lot about successful people because I wanted to be yeah. successful myself and yeah. be a great leader, is that I, I really believe that uh, resilience is something that you have to develop. Uh, yeah. You know, some people may be more ingrained with it because maybe they have really some difficult situations like Jason sure. did growing up. Sure. Um, but we all have our challenges. But you know what? I there. It's hard to find anybody that's had great success that didn't have that characteristic. You know that right. they they overcome a lot of different challenges and obstacles yeah. throughout their journey. Uh, and you know that's got to be at the top as far as successful people are perseverant. They they find a way. They, you know I call it the never give up mindset. Right. And. I'm I'm guessing by what you said earlier that you you thought you had it before, and then you upped your game, as it were, after working with him, right? Yeah, because the one thing that you know, as I said, that just the fact that you know his chances of ever making the team were so remote, but in his mind it wasn't. It was like you know what? I'm going to work my buns off to mm. to try to make this team, and I was going to give you know no excuse. I was just going to strive to try to get better every single day. And I think the kids really fed off of that. And then, as I said, I know I'm being a little redundant, but the fact that I think what the greatest respect the kids had, and I want to give you an illustration. You talk about essence of teamwork is that when Jason got in that game, you know, I knew the kids respected and liked him because of what he was all about, but I didn't know how they were going to react because, you know, there were four other guys that, you know, were in the game that don't play a lot. Like he, you know, yep. and he didn't play at all. And yet in their hearts, they decided that they were going to make it special for him. And in those last four minutes, he's the only one that shot. In fact, I still killed kid Jason all the time. Jason, yeah. I'm still looking for your first assist. You didn't pass the ball once. Uh, but, you know, it really gives you, you know, uh, you know, as a coach, my, it was one of my proudest moments to see how four mm-hmm. kids were willing to sacrifice yeah. to help a teammate out. You know, I call it the shining of the light on other, other guys. Absolutely. And that's, what, you know, what essence of teamwork is all about. When you when you do leadership uh, consulting and training now, what kind of companies or or better yet, what's a story of where you saw a big shift in a culture or a company or a team in the business world? Well, in the business world, you know, I, I do presentations, uh, mm-hmm. and and what I developed is, you know, again, depending on how long they want the presentation, because I do, uh, you know, they're fairly interactive, but I talk yeah. about seven keys to being an mm-hmm. effective leader, and you know, in the first thing is for me is clarifying your vision. You know, you got to, you know, leaders have vision, you know, they, they, they kind of paint the picture for everybody and they get people to buy into it. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I talk about is the ability to build trust. And Mm -hmm. what I really try to focus when I talk to businesses or, or, you know, coaches that are trying to build teams and, and that type of thing is that I think you need to be intentional about building trust. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that would say that you don't need trust. Mm-hmm. But yet, I, I, you know, I usually get puzzled looks when I share, you know, what's your plan to build trust? 
And, you know, and then I talk about three keys that what we did, because I took over four programs. The first one was a complete failure. And then the other three, I was fortunate that we were able to turn them around. And in, in doing that, we really had a trust uh, process. And, and mm. the three things that we focused on, because I took over, you know, four programs that were bad. One remained bad because I only was there one year. And the other three, right. we were able to turn around. Three out of four is not bad. we talked about is, number one, we had to change the mindset. We, so we were going to really uh, share and praise people consistently. Mm. Number two is that we had to tell each other the truth. And the third thing is, is in uh, helping people, we had to try to catch them doing more right than wrong. Because uh -huh. when you go over in, into a program that's been bad, or just like going into a business where it's been a yeah. struggle, you know, people's confidence are low. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're apprehensive of you as a new leader. How are you going to build this team? And so they, they got to be able to respect you and, and make sure that you really mm -hmm. uh, have their back. And, yeah. and those are some of the things that we really tried to do when we were building trust is that we were going to consistently do that day in and day out. Wow. That's amazing. Um, is any any particular uh, uh, stories of of, of uh, companies when you're working with them where they you saw a big change in a person or? Well, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because I I've I work with one consultant that does a lot of consulting working does mm -hmm. a lot of construction companies. I've spoke to this yeah. one company a few times, right. and he says, you know, they're a tough group, coach. He says, you know, yeah. these are all middle level managers, yeah. and uh, you know, after my presentation, they gave me a standing ovation, ah, nice. and he he. Uh, he told me, he goes, Coach, I've had a lot of different presenters come in, and you're the first one that's ever gotten a standing ovation. So I think wow. that's a good impact with them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, you know, that company's brought me back a few times. So they, uh, nice. you know, they, nice. they, uh, they definitely you have feel. A copy of your book handy there? Uh, actually, I, I got it behind me. Let me grab it. Yeah, go grab one. We can show, show the audience your book. Yeah. And I'll make you get the whole screen. So is that on Amazon or? Yeah, it is on Amazon and uh, okay. you can actually get it on discount on my website, coachjimjohnson.com. And I, Let's go I there then. free bookmark that it will have uh, my leadership keys on as part of the bookmark. So, uh, yeah. So Perfect. It, and and yeah. you got contact information there too, I'm guessing, right? I'm, I'm guessing. sorry. I'm guessing there's contact information on your yeah, site. Yeah, on my website, coach, excuse me, jimjohnson.com. It's got, you know, all the contacts of anybody uh wow. whatever like some help uh, either individually or, or working yeah. with their team or in that kind of thing so. outstanding jim thank you so much for being on the show today it's great having you on and uh i can't wait to watch your video clips and get your book thanks doug i appreciate it so you bet thank you so much uh that concludes the show for today don't forget go ahead and subscribe below and watch that video clip of the uh the most amazing uh basketball thing beat out kobe bryant and they uh in the, uh, you know, contest thing. <laughs> Doug Crow with Author Brand Show. Have a good one.